Hello, hello. You found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. Today, we don't have much to talk about since so little has happened. We really will probably make this a, a very brief show. Right. Not much happening in Washington other than yeah. violent insurrection. Yeah. And there was that. Was it the Senate race in Georgia? I, I think it was oh, the yeah. Senate race. And that was, I was big news. It got yeah. eclipsed. But it's huge. The last thing that I did before Catherine left on Wednesday was to watch the runoffs. I actually bought a month of sling because I couldn't stand the idea of not watching the runoffs and seeing what was actually going on moment by moment. So I spent 20 bucks for one month oh, of sling. Okay. And little did I know that I'd need it the next day, too. For the bonus for the episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think Stephen um, Colbert said, you know, we finished 2020. We're all so glad, but we didn't know 2020 had some bonus episodes it was going to throw our way. <laughs> <laughs> I did see his monologue, which was as angry as I've, I've ever heard. Seen. It's great. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, definitely watch it. He's incensed and he's brilliant. And mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. recommend it highly. Yeah, I'll check that it's, one out. It's good to get your blood unclogged. Yeah, it'll yeah. just focus you. Right. I have to say, I was optimistic. I didn't say it to anybody about the Georgia races. I felt it. I felt we were going to win. And we did. I didn't think so. I knew Trump was sabotaging himself and the Republicans a lot with all of his antics in that last week. But because of how badly we got burned in the Senate races in the first election in November, I just thought it's going to be a replay of that. We're going to think we're in good shape and we're going to find out we weren't. So I was quite pleasantly surprised. And I was watching the New York Times needles. Those are fun to watch. They were way over to the side of very, very, very likely Ossoff and very, very, very likely Warnock. Would win? Yeah. On on election night as the returns were coming in. I've heard Stacey Abrams speak and she's such a force of nature that I put my faith mm-hmm. in her. I really yeah. did. And well, all of those people it. organizing. She did it. Yeah. That's amazing. That was just yeah. amazing. And so. now we have the Senate. So we have yep. something to crow about. Yep. It's funny because I thought if they won, I would certainly break down and cry out of relief and joy. Mm-hmm. And it took so long to get there that I didn't have that feeling. <laughs> I didn't have that sort of bathing of my emotions, you know? And then the next morning, it was completely eclipsed by the run on the Capitol. Catherine was on an airplane, so she left very early on Wednesday morning. Okay. And we hadn't really had a chance to see the Ossoff race turn, not only to him, but outside of the margin where they would do an automatic recount. Yeah. So that was yeah. doubly exciting. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than 1% or whatever that minimum is. 0.05%. I think, yeah, 0.5%. So she was on a plane and she had a half an hour of Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. And I checked in with her just to see if she'd heard about Ossoff. And she said, have you heard what's going on in the Capitol? Mm-hmm. And no, what the hell is going on? And I turned on CNN and saw it all. And it was horrifying. And I'm still not over it. Yeah, I was watching live because I was working, but I, I had the computer on because I was going to listen to, you know, this crazy stuff about Republicans saying that the vote wasn't legitimate. I was tuned in to listen to that. And that sort of began, I think I was listening to a live stream from PBS. The next thing I know, I'm hearing Lisa Desjardins say, I'm on a balcony outside the house chamber and I'm looking down into the main doors and there are protesters banging on the doors. I can't tell what they're using, but it's some hard blunt objects. Oh, the door is broken now. Oh, the windows are broken now. Oh, they're trying to enter, but the door won't open. 
oh, the door is open now and they're in. Oh and, my God. And Judy Woodruff's going, so stay safe. <laughs> and Lisa's, <laughs> Lisa's out there like being the, the adventurous journalist. So I was hearing her describe it and it was almost more blood curdling than seeing it. And yeah, I bet. Could, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Now, so did you get the visual on any I of did it? see, yeah, I saw also. And they've been releasing more and more video that shows more and more violence than, than was revealed at first. It no. was so chaotic, it was hard to see what was going on. In fact, there was one shot where there were people on a scaffold, like a window washing scaffold mm -hmm. outside, banging in the windows, and I thought, they must be policemen trying to get in. I oh, just right. couldn't believe that anybody would wreak that kind of havoc or create that kind of violence right just on the capitol building right of, it was crazy i'm having fun watching the pictures of the people who are getting arrested now because they were so brazen yeah. that they, they filmed so themselves that i think colbert did that the next night they were so stupid as to film themselves breaking yes. the law yes um, but i hadn't seen this one it was chilling of this entitled bastard holding a torn up sign that says speaker of the house nancy pelosi that they pulled off a door oh. And he's holding it up with a big smile on his face. And Oh, I didn't see that one. I did see the one with the guy walking away with the speaker's podium. Oh, yeah, I saw that picture. Later too. Listed. Yeah. Did you know it was listed on eBay for sale on eBay? No, yes. seriously? By yes, that guy? Yes. Oh, my God. They're yes. so stupid. They're not only stupid, their stupidity makes them so prone to listen to insane things. Right. Like that woman who died was a QAnon believer, yeah. big QAnon believer. Yeah. And you never want anyone to die in something like this. But her beliefs drove her to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, when you commit breaking and entering, you're liable to be shot. That's just a fact. If this was Florida, you know, Florida has that stand your ground law. Oh, right. If anybody breaks into your house or you're afraid someone is breaking in, you can mm -hmm. shoot them and kill them. Right. And some of these people came from Florida. Right. I think that they would have this in their heads that breaking into a house, the symbol of democracy mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. our country, many of them had guns. So clearly some people were very aware and, and ready for violence. Mm -hmm. But still, the whole thing was it was surreal. Yes, yeah. that's how bad yeah. it was. It was like a, a scene from a film mm -hmm. where the world had gone insane. There was a part, too, in the beginning that I watched, right, I mean, after they breached the, um, the statuary hall, where yeah. someone had had a camera, a press person, and was just running the camera. And these intruders were just walking in like they were on a tour. It yes. was the weirdest thing. Yes. They were smiling, looking around, and they felt totally okay and at home. There was and entitled. Some, yes, entitled, exactly. And there is now an FBI investigation into whether some of the police were in on right. the whole thing. And you have to think that with all of the advertising they were doing on Facebook and all of the, mm -hmm. you know, and the other websites and, and right. all of the organizing that was going on that, I mean, where was Homeland Security? Right, right. Where where was the FBI? Where right. they, they follow these people? No, I, I just I know. something there's much more to it than we know so far. But I, I think so. I think the Garland Justice Department will root it out and will investigate yes. the hell out of it. I think it. they will vigorously. And so will the Democratic Senate. They have control of the Senate committees, so they can and thank God. Well, well, maybe the maddest of all was McConnell okay. on the floor with all of this fake indignation. We've started this vote and we're gonna do it. And we're not going to let these these intruders stop us. And suddenly he was like a decent person. And it's like, oh, dude, you set this guy up for four years. For four you know? yeah. years. He's as guilty as Trump in my book. Oh, as guilty, maybe even more because he mm -hmm. knew. Because he I mean, knew what Trump he was doing. Trump is insane. Right. But McConnell right. knew what was brewing. 
Right. And, and now he's playing the part of the statesman. You know, I'm shocked, shocked that this happened. <laughs> shocked, I you tell know? you. Yeah. Yes. I think a lot of heads will roll. And I hope they we'll do. We'll see. Now, as of today, Facebook has banned Trump. I believe it's for at least until the inauguration. Mm-hmm. And Twitter has banned him for, for life. life. That's awesome. You know, I'm aware that Facebook is a problematic entity for mm-hmm. democracy and justice. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm aware. Of, but I don't think it struck me what a cancer it is mm-hmm. until this week that mm-hmm. That these organizers had free access to to use this platform for mm-hmm. all of this divisiveness and toxicity and well, criminality and, at that and criminality yeah. yes and that they were plotting this and planning this and did you see any of the the rally that Trump had beforehand after the fact I did I didn't see it that exactly morning but fact. I I saw bits of it yeah he said and we are going to march. We are mm-hmm. going to walk. He didn't say March. He said, we are going to walk. Mm-hmm. And where was he? You know, if yeah. I was one of those people, Coward. why don't any of them get a clue? Yeah. That their blood is going to be spilt, not his. Right, right. Yeah. What about the tapes of the whole family in the green room watching the screens and dancing. treating it like a party? Yeah, that was, that was pretty intense. Dancing. That was as horrifying as the images yeah. of the Capitol yeah. itself. I couldn't help thinking of the French Revolution when I saw those people so ragtag going into the capital. And I thought, wow, I'm a big supporter of the people who revolted in France. But I have to say, in this case, I'm on the side of the power structure. Yeah. Well, it's about democracy. Yeah. It is about the soul of democracy. That's right. And it was abused. That's right. It was the opposite of what the revolutionaries in France were doing. Exactly. they They were fighting for a voice. And these people were fighting to shut down the voice of the people. That's right. And what really keeps coming back to me is just that lies can be told and lies can be believed. Yes. I remember there was like the day before I was listening to, it was like an NPR reporter interviewing Mm -hmm. someone who was planning on going to Trump's rally. Mm -hmm. He said, it's going to be wild. Right. And he said, when she asked him what he felt about what was planned, he said, well, and I hate to say this, it's a stereotype, but these people sound so ignorant. They sound Mm -hmm. so uninformed. And he said, well, Trump is the best president that this country has ever had. And she said, said, well, how do you feel about the fact that Joe Biden is going to be inaugurated on the 20th? And he said, not if I have anything to do with it. That's how stupid these people are. I feel like there are 74 million people who are part of a personality cult. And somehow there has to be a national deprogramming of these people. They're just mad. You know, they're just angry. They're just angry. It's got to be white privilege. That's all it is, I think. I don't think there's much Absolutely else to it. Absolutely it is. It is because it's about fear. It's about right. their fear and their indignation mm-hmm. that their lives, their precious, wonderful lives as they experience them, right. which are not at all. They're horrible lives. <laughs> there's, a, there's a state legislator in West Virginia who tweeted something incendiary. I can't remember the exact wording of it, but people were calling on him to resign. And today, I think it was, he finally did resign. He did. Okay. Yeah. But they interviewed his mother and she was so mad about how Trump is trying to save this country, but she was literally living in like a ditch. Like she was out in a ditch in in somewhere in, somewhere in West Virginia. I mean, I'm sure there was a house on that land somewhere, but 
<laughs> she, but she was living in the ditch. And I mean, this is the life she wants to protect. Yes. And they don't see it as income inequality or right. power inequality. They see it as us against them. And the thing that I have a hard time wrapping my head around is that they think that we behave crazily. They believe this QAnon stuff. Oh, right. I'm, I'm not saying all, I'm not saying yeah. they all do, but the people who believe in it really believe in it. Right. And a lot of them are women. A mm -hmm. lot of them, because of the quote unquote sex trafficking, mm -hmm. are part of this movement to liberate these people who are having their blood taken from them so that Hillary Clinton can remain young. I mean, that's... <laughs> that's <laughs> Hey, can I get some of that? <laughs> yeah, she is looking pretty good, I got to admit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, do you know, it's so horrible the way that that, that one of the Capitol policemen was hit with a fire extinguisher. With a fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were out for blood. Yeah. Horrible. And enjoying it. One of my favorite theatrical moments this was a production of King Lear and one of the daughters. They put out the eye of the Earl of Gloucester and they do it so brutally and so unfeelingly. But when they did that scene where she sticks her heel into his eye, she like giggled almost like oh. it was a, almost like it was a, um, um, I can't remember the word because it's been so long. Orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, help me, God. <laughs> I can't even remember the word. Somebody help me. <laughs> but I mean, they, she took glee in harming the guy. Yeah, yeah. And that's what these people did. They took yes. absolute delight in destroying the building. And if they had had a chance, they would have killed, I think. You know, I can't let my mind go there. I just can't. I can't even believe that of them. Um, as horrible as they are. It was bad enough to see somebody sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yeah, with his feet up. With his feet up. And her computer was stolen. Oh, and God. I think Steny Hoyer's computer was stolen. Oh. Somebody thought to save the ballots, those Ooh. two boxes of the ballots. Yeah. Thank God. That would have really been, oh my God, I can't even think about what would have happened if the, all the ballots had been stolen. That would have been another level of chaos. So there's calls by even Republicans for Hawley and Cruz to resign? Well, impeachment. Something has to be done. I mean, I'm hoping for the conviction. This feels like hoping for the senators in Georgia to be elected, but to keep him from being able to run again. Well, yeah, something I read today said we're not done yet, that they're expecting more violence. Oh, and I think so. In the next two weeks and so. even in the next two years. And so there's a lot that will happen. And I think the extremity of it, which has already been shown, will lead people to have to stand against this guy. Or stand for him, as we've seen. What makes you think they'll stand against him? Well, the crazies won't. The Hollies and the Cruises won't, but... Oh, you mean the, the same members of the Congress? Yeah, Republicans of, in the Senate, for example, that coddled him all these four years are finally going to have to say, I can't support this because I'm going to lose votes. Not because they stand for anything noble or good, but it will finally get so extreme that it will backfire on them, I, I hope. Well, if Lindsey Graham can pull right. a 180, then maybe there's hope for the, I mean, of, of all the people. Yeah. And Lisa Murkowski said, I want him out. I will not stand. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but right. if Trump's party is the party of the Republicans, then I don't know that I'm going to be a Republican. But then she said, I'm not going to join the Democratic Party. Well, so, she'd be an independent. Uh, under any circumstances. Oh, right. But I mean, would she, would she caucus yeah. with the would Democrats? Would she caucus like, with the Democrats? Like, Probably yeah. not. But it would be amazing.
Yeah, we get that and we we make D.C. a state and we're going to be sitting pretty in the Senate. And Puerto Rico, although we would need we would need 60 votes for D.C. and 60 votes for Puerto Rico in the Senate. So that's a big one. That's one of those things that just controlling the House by this little margin. Right. I mean, the Senate by that small and and the House by a small margin. Yeah, but it's still it's still such a great thing because there won't be pushback like there would have been on Biden's cabinet selections. Yes, and the judges. And the, and most, most importantly, they get to form the committees and they get the majority on the committees. They get The judiciary gets to actually do something. Do you committee think on Intelligence gets to actually do something. And we will have a decent person as the attorney general. Justice, yeah, yeah. Finally. I have to mention that I have a little parakeet and it's just going to be background noise for the foreseeable future. Oh, so be it. It adds character. (laughs) I like to think so. Well, you had discovered something. On TV? Um, Yeah. You discovered the Netflix series on Scorsese and and Ben Leibowitz. It's called Pretend It's a City. It's a city. And it's an interview. what does that mean? Fran Leibowitz is the subject of it. And Martin Scorsese interviews her throughout and they're all, they're great. I only watched the first one so far as half an hour or so they're they're bite sized which I love oh okay um well her brand but it's not it really is her she holds very strong opinions and that's the beauty of her is she has very strong opinions about a number of things and she offers no apology about it and you know she said some people get mad at me like how could you have such a strong opinion and she says I have no power. I'm not an elected official. I'm not the queen of New York. I can't impose my opinion on anyone else. I just hold these opinions. She's so unapologetically herself that it's just great. One thing she doesn't do is cell phones or smartphones. She does not believe in them. And so her, one of her big beefs that she has a strong opinion about is how the quality of, new, of life in New York has gone to hell because everyone's looking at their screen and nobody's conscious of the collective of being part of a group, you know, part of a like, yeah. like a school of fish or whatever you would have, where you have to maintain some awareness, spatial awareness of the people around you. And because of the phones, everyone's bumping into people, including her. And she says, when they do bump into her, she stops them and she says, hey, look up, look at me. Pretend it's a city. In other words, <laughs> pretend that there are actually people around and that you have to accommodate for people's physical presence. It's just one example, but they use that title for the series. Pretend Not only it's that, a city. but if you're on your phone, you can't really appreciate that. I mean, there are certainly ugly parts of New York, but there are right. spectacular parts of New York, right. too. The people aren't observing as they're walking around looking yeah. at phones. She's fun. But what's also cool about it, I've always liked her, but she always used to scare me a little bit because she she is so forceful. But, you know, there's a great chemistry between her and Scorsese and with everybody. Sometimes they'll show her on the lecture circuit. They had one thing where she's taking Q&A. She goes, you up in the, up in the back. And the guy goes, I don't know anything about you. And she goes, that's a really great icebreaker, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> She's so quick and funny. But I think what's great about it too, she's opinionated, but it's not harmful or vicious. There's a sort of an aura of kindness. Yes. Well, she's a true eccentric. She really is. Yeah. She has a car. This oh, one right. car that she's only owned one car in her right. life. I think there was another film or short film or a series of films mm-hmm. by Scorsese on her because I remember watching her and seeing this beautiful car that she has that she keeps. And it's something like it's not a 
Bentley. It's a really kind of obscure, big, big Luxurious. car. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. huge yeah. and very impractical. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of the way I think of her. She's a very impractical yeah. woman. She, yeah. she just does what she does and she makes no apology for it whatsoever. I don't know. She's just so, you got to watch it. It's, it's freeing, you know, there's a, yeah. there's a liberation about her about the way she expresses herself. Yeah, and she's, I used to think that she and Annie Leibovitz were sisters, (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) Annie Leibovitz. Yeah, it's funny. And she she just just so embodies this love of the sort of kinetic energy that New York, I don't know if it still has it, but it had it. She said about old New York, you know, how you think back 50 years and you think that was the real New York. She says, but 50 years from now, they're gonna look back and they'll say, ah, the Whole Foods, that was the real New York. It's <laughs> <laughs> you know? true. Relative. And I think of you as being such a New Yorkophile. I and love New York. Yeah. yeah, you do. But you haven't been back since. No, left. I really haven't. I, I do have to do a New York trip at some point. Well, maybe we'll do one when the vaccines come oh, out. That would be fun. Out. That would be yeah, fun. I have to go back. Yeah. I haven't been back since I think it was September of 2018. 19, I can't even. It's been so long. I can't remember. Right, right. Been that long, yeah. which is amazing. But of course, I have two girls who live there, so I have an excuse right. to go. Right. And an incentive. I wanted to talk about something that I saw that's not new. It's it's not that old, but it came out. It was sort of one of the things that was filmed before COVID came out and came on TV. It came onto Hulu when people were really in their first throes of cabin fever. And it's it's an interesting film for COVID times. It's called Palm Springs and it stars Andy Samberg and a woman whose name I'm going to mess up. The name is Kristen Miliotti, and she was in a, I think it was the first series of Fargo, and she was very memorable. She played a young mother who was dying of breast cancer Mm. and countered it with incredible spirit and humor so that she was so bright. And it was a wonderful series, too. I really doubted that Fargo could be made into a series, but... Mm -hmm. This was a a really great adaptation. And then I saw her in a Black Mirror episode and she's just Hmm. very winning. And she plays kind of a fucked up character in Palm Springs, but it's a kind of a Groundhog's Day. There are spoilers, so I can't say too much about it. But Andy Samberg is reliving the same day over and over again, just like Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. The difference is he's not stuck in the same time warp. He can actually change things. He has to wake up and the moment he opens his eyes, it is the same day, but he has choices to make within that time frame. And he has recall of the previous versions yes. of that day. Yes. And it could have been going on for years. He doesn't mm-hmm. even know. He's been there so long. Wow. You kind of know where it's going, but it's really for being one of those kind of time warp fantasy Twilight Zone premises. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of heart oh, and nice. it has a lot of really substantial philosophy on life, which mm-hmm. on the face of it, it looks like nothing matters because you can't die. You mm-hmm. feel pain, but you can't die because mm-hmm. if you try to kill yourself, you just end up in the same place on the same day that you did right. all those hundreds or thousands or millions of other times. Right. And yet somehow within that, he and she managed to create an understanding and, and a relationship with their lives that becomes meaningful. <laughs> and it's really well done. It's very well directed. And mm. I'm not really a fan of fantasy. I'm 
Oh, right. Grounded. I'm not it's a Star Wars. Yeah, I'm, I don't consider myself one either, but I've noticed it's how it's presented. That sometimes a good director will make it, even though it's outlandish, if they're good at it, you yeah. go with it. You go with yeah. it. it is. Well, that's a good note to end on. There we go. It's time to say goodbye to our boomer friends. Yeah. So long, boomers. Thanks for tuning in. Yes. Thanks for hanging with us. And we mm-hmm. will talk to you again in a week. Okay. Stay safe. Bye-bye.